They say, you know, it's not where you are, but with who Who you are. Hey guys, we are back. Welcome back to the Pour It Out podcast. I'm Marianne. And I'm Marlene. And today we're going to pour it out. We have some crazy stories to share. You know, throughout the years, our whole lives basically, crazy stuff has always happened to us. Okay, Marlene's cat's going nuts. He sees like a spirit in this house. Anyways, Marlene, where's your holy water? Anyways, just kidding. Like, we're literally so goofy. Like, something always has to happen. Either Madeleine ends up paying, like, more. Like, they cut happy hour right when she's, like, about to pay. <laughs> or, like, she gets a ticket and she's not even driving. Or, like, her lacrosse <laughs> falls. <laughs> she means lacroix, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, her lacroix. Point in case. We're here to share our more crazy <laughs> stories. In 2021, the $1,000 deposit at the Oh, this is my favorite. This is a $1,000 deposit. My meltdown. I, I thank <laughs> God every day to like <laughs> allow me to witness that. But then what happened? Can I just say she wasn't just there to witness that. She was there to witness that. Laugh at my torment <laughs> and record. Yeah, okay. But let's tell us what happened. No one has ever done this. You know, it started like a normal day. So first of all, why were you even in the car with me? Well, we're going to go to eat. Of Have course. Point, right? Well, the whole point is that we ended up in another side of town. I was like, you know what, Marianne? This bank is already on the way. Let's stop. I'm just going to do a quick deposit in and out. The bank was close. Mm-hmm, it's a Sunday. So I get to the ATM. I pull up. I start depositing my money. And then suddenly I just hear like, like a screeching sound coming from like where you put the money in. Let's clarify that. This was like an abnormal amount of money. Like no one does this. But how much was it? I think it was like $1,500. Literally? Like yes. no one deposits $1,500 into an ATM. Madeleine. People do it. People do it. I just happened to have like this amount of cash. That I just wanted it. I was moving m- money from bank to bank. So I wanted to put it in this specific account. Of course you were. The whole point is that I tried to deposit this money. The machine starts malfunctioning. And then it just says it didn't get any money. It just it did not receive any money. Then I just go white and ice cold. And then you tried logging in again. You put your debit card in again. You put your pin. And then, and then what happened? Work. It wouldn't work. I looked to check my balance. It said basically there was no money on yeah, there. Yeah, like from what I it was still a large amount, but it was just not with the, with the <laughs> can fifteen thousand. Can we not say large amounts? So I might get kidnapped. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get. Get us kidnapped. Just grab a pizza, get a van, and a Hoyer lift. And we're in there. (laughs) Once I saw that, I panicked. Yeah, like you were pissed. But the next thing I did is I started calling the bank to be like, hey, I was just here. And then the next thing they told me, I'm like, ma'am, this bank account number does not exist. Well, you're going to have to come directly inside the bank. Once the bank opens, let's just clear up. It was a Saturday because Sunday was going to be closed. I had to go until Monday. I was just like, well, what's going to happen to my money during that time? Like the exact amount of money that I put in there. And they just told me, well, the machine's going to have to be audited to show exactly how much money went in. And I was like, of course. But (laughs) And then they asked you, okay, do you have a receipt proof of your deposit? Had no receipt. You had no receipt. Either way, after that meltdown. I called my mother. Mm-hmm. The first thing my mom tells me, like, why are you even going to the bank on a Saturday when they're closing? And why are you depositing that amount of 
money into an ATM. She just turned the whole blame on me because yeah. that forbid the ATM is at like, all. Keep in mind that this whole conversation was happening at that time at Trader Joe's. Yeah, we were in a literal line of maybe 15 people. I'm recording. Madeleine's acting crazy. People are looking at us. People think we're filming a reality TV show at this point. Yes. There's so much screaming and tears. Yes, yes. And moving forward, Madeleine, would you deposit $1,500 again into an ATM ever again? No, I'll go right when the bank is open and do it in person. That's moral of the story. Don't deposit more than $20 into an ATM deposit. But in a good way, guys, I went back on Monday and I got my money back. Okay, moving forward. Okay, guys, have you ever like signed up for a 5K and then like completed a half marathon basically? <laughs> well, that is what happened to me. So I signed up for the 5K donut run, okay? <laughs> and I didn't check where the start date, like the start line was until the morning of. And I swear, like, no, that the start date, the start line was gonna be by the Hemisphere Park downtown. So I park in that parking garage. It was freaking $15. I'm over here looking for the for the start line. There's like at least 15 people also around me looking for the starting line. Everyone's confused. And one of the ladies was like, I'm texting my daughter and she's actually in the starting line at the Pearl. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's here in the Hemisphere Park. Anyways, she's like, no, it's it's at the Pearl. Like we see the like she sees the start line and there's like all the bibs are there. And I was like, okay, so how long is it gonna be from here to the Pearl? Um, it was 45 minutes, guys. So that was literally <laughs> like three miles. I, I was, it was going to take me 45 minutes to get to the Pearl, but the race started in 30. So I started like running and then walking and then running and walking, running and walking. I completed three miles from my parking garage to <laughs> the Pearl. And then as soon as I got to the start line, like people, they had already like, like said, go, you know, one, two, three, go. Everyone started going. And at that moment is when I was finally getting my bib. I was checking in. I was able to put on my bib as I was running through the start line. And I complete those three miles, right? So that's already six miles. What do you call it? So then I have to go back. I didn't want to go through through the same route that I took, which would be another three miles to the parking garage. So I decided to take like the river walk route. Because I was like, oh, it's, it'll look pretty. More scenic. And, yeah, more scenic. <laughs> uh, it was like an extra mile just to go through the whole freaking river walk so i mean essentially it wasn't a half marathon you know but it was like at Close. least 10 miles i literally did 10 miles i mean it was like a run and walk but anyways from a 5k donut run i did you 10 miles and beyond. but you know what i didn't even get a donut that's what i asked you. i did not get a donut you were just so over it no, i was over it and then it was Krispy cream it was just like original glaze i was like mm. Yeah, no, I mean, it was like a chocolate. But did you have something else that you wanted afterwards? No, I didn't. I just went back home to Juan and the kids. You're just so over it. Yeah, I was point. so over it. I was just like, this is not how it was supposed to be <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about Gabby's wedding. Madeline, what happened in Gabby's wedding? <laughs> kind of Wait, rushing. who's Gabby? Gabby. Shout out to Gabby. Gabby, we, we love you. So she was our roommate in, in college. college. She was getting married. So me and Madeleine got ready. We got glam. We got the glam team here. We glammed up. And then we went to Gabby's wedding. Madeleine, what happened? So, okay. So I was in charge of the GPS. So I did get the address right and everything. But once we went into, like, where the address was, mm -hmm. 
I did not know that it was multiple venues within that address. Yes. So I just went directly to what the address said to the first venue. And there, there was already a lot of cars there. there. Were, yeah. So we were like, you know what? Oh there was God, an event venue. Here. There was already people there, like sitting yes. down. Actually, the, the bride know, and the groom were already like saying their vows. Well, let's note that we got there five minutes before the actual in- time in the invitation. Yeah. So we're like, oh my God, we're cutting it so close. Yeah. So as we were walking closer. We just see all these people sitting down. Yeah. We see the bride and the groom already like in the front with yes. the like the priest or yeah. And I was like, oh my god, Marianne had already started. And then we stop and we look at the sign Angelica and like the sign. Yeah, once we saw the sign that it said Sebastian and something, whatever the girl's name. Yeah, was, we're like we're like we're oh, in the wait, room waiting. We're, yeah, but like once, <laughs> but no, no, no. Every, they were like in mid vows when we realized we were in the wrong wedding. So uh, we like start like yelling. I don't know. I, I was like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. I, I did like some kind of like loud something. Some people turned around. And some people turned around. We made a scene, of course. And we just like ran back to the car. And eventually we ended up finding the right venue. But anyways, I'm like, classic. Of course we would go to the wrong wedding and crash oh, it too. Not even that. <laughs> so if whoever got married before Gabby, we're sorry if we ruined your wedding. Yeah, Angelica and Eduardo, no. <laughs> At this point, we're making Okay, those names. two names, we're sorry. <laughs> if you got married, I think it's March 25th. 28? 28th or something in Kyle. We're sorry. For yeah, we're sorry for like wedding. ruining your wedding. We're, we're so sorry. But congratulations, Gabby. Okay, guys. So we're moving forward to the next story. How do I end up guarding a dead body on a Saturday afternoon? Okay, let's go here. All right. So I work at a nursing home. Um, I usually work like seven to three on Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays. I had just finished one of the patients and I was going back into the rehab gym. And on my way, I saw an individual with black pants, black button up and like a cross. I, I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, maybe he's a pastor or a priest. I, I really didn't care. Like I'm just focused on like, I need to finish my work. As I'm walking, he stops me and he's like, hey, can you hold the door for me um, and wait for me? I'm just gonna grab something in my van and then I'll come back in. So that door that he was talking about was the housekeeping door, like so maintenance, the housekeepers go through that back door and has a code and everything to go to the dumpsters, throw the trash and do the laundry and stuff. And I was like, uh, sure. So like I stand there and I'm like waiting for him to come back. And then I look to my right. Girl, there was a freaking dead body there is a freaking stretcher with a dead body and a freaking blanket just a sheet on top of the body my knees went weak it's just like i didn't expect it i was like do i know this person literally my knees went weak and i didn't even know i had knees every time i get a massage they like almost touch my private part because they don't even know where the knee ends like where the (laughs) knee starts where the knee ends i'm like but my knees went weak and i'm like uh is that it like and then the nurses are just passing by like everybody's just passing by like literally nothing it's just another day and i'm just like still waiting for the guy to like hurry up and i just wanted to ask somebody just to confirm is that really a dead body but then i was like (laughs) you could like totally see the shape it was a literal dead body and then he comes back in like i let him i open the door for him and i'm like and I just go back, like, I just go back to the therapy gym and I'm like, just like I was just what is life? Again. Like, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> I was literally traumatized. Were you even shook that that happened to you? I'm just like, classic. <laughs> it's just another goofy day, you know? 
Well, whoever was in that stretcher. May they rest in peace. Okay, guys, the next, you know what? I'm just gonna call this one. It was just kind of like a sacrifice that I did for Madeleine. First of all, Madeleine is the biggest catch. Okay, the best catch. <laughs> Um, Madeleine's a literal accountant. She has her life together. She's the best catch ever. You know, we've been looking for a, a man for her for a while. I mean, he's coming. I remember when we used to say, he's coming. He's at the gym. He's at, at the, the gym. gym. <laughs> <laughs> this guy better come with like... So guys, we went to 6th Street. We would always go to 6th Street and party. Classic. It's a college thing. It's a college phase. And this one time that we were in 6th Street and in I Austin. see them in Austin, Texas. Okay. So I'm in the bar. Were, were we tipsy or not tipsy? No. <laughs> we, had just, we had just got in there. <laughs> We were not drunk whatsoever. We can't even play the alcohol. Mm -mm. Oh, man. Okay, so I, I go in there and I see this guy, like, you know, blonde. And you've always told me that you like blonde guys and blue eyes tall. So... I go up to this blonde guy and I said, hey, my my friend wants to kiss you. I think I said, my friend wants to kiss you. You did. I was like, hey, my friend wants to kiss you. And like I grab him. He comes with me <laughs> and I take him in front of Marlene. And Marlene's like, no, no. <laughs> she like ignores me, walks away. And then that's when, dude, I just looked at him and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I just freaking kissed him. I was like, you know what? Ugh, live your life, you know. Yolo. I took one for the team because I just didn't want to. Shirley took one for the team. Like she really did not want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, this next story is gonna take it to the next level. Let's take of it to course. Napa. Take it to Napa. Forget it. This is not taking it to Napa. This is taking it to Italy because <gasps> this is like above and beyond. Okay. Yeah, Fredericksburg, Napa, and now we're taking it to Italy. Yeah, I've always taken it just to Fredericksburg. Madeline's always taking it to Napa. But today, we're going. Madeleine, talk about your master's graduation celebration. So, guys, it started like any other graduation. <laughs> it was boring. <laughs> it was boring, guys. It was boring. I just walked across the stage in the Alamo Dome here in San Antonio. We went to dinner. We went to Roadhouse. Okay. And that's when things took a turn. Because one of my cousins decided to join my celebration. And note, guys, my parents were there not only for my graduation, also because the next day, probably like at five in the morning, we were taking a flight to Nashville, Tennessee. For their family vacation. For our family vacation slash graduation present. My cousin shows up at the graduation dinner and he's like, you want to go out and party to celebrate your graduation? I say, okay. Let's go to Club Rioso. Here we go. My cousin, me, Marianne, her now husband. We get there. He gets his bottle service. He gets his vodka and he gets us all the mixers. And you're like, well, man, he's like already paying for all of this. Let me just, I need to drink some of it. Yeah. So then we started drinking. Mm -hmm, girl. And we drank some more. Girl. And we drank some more. Until we ended up in Italy. No. Which, yeah. Which meant like on stage with the DJ. Like literally... With the DJ. I, I, I became a DJ that how night. How did they let us, like, how did they give us access to the stage? I don't even think they gave us access. I think we made our own access. <laughs> how did we even get up there? Because you literally, like, need to, like, climb. Guys, I don't know how we got there, but at this point, it's just, like, little snippets of my life throughout that night. Because yeah. I cannot remember a lot. But I do remember at some point we were at the stage yes. with the DJ. The DJ already had a bottle in his hand. Of and whiskey. Time, and he was just like pouring it in our mouth. Yes. My mouth. 
her mouth, but in also random people's mouth. Guys, and then somehow I took it to Antarctica. No, you took it to like the space station. I took it to the space station, guys. For me, it turned from a night at a clubbing to a strip club and I just started dancing like I wanted every dollar bill in that house. Yeah, I didn't help because I literally, the, the MC gave me the microphone. And she was telling everybody to give me money. Yeah, no, I <laughs> But not only that, but I was telling everybody, hey, you just got your master's. She's an accountant. <laughs> and, like, and like, we're just there dancing, like drinking off the Having bottle. Having the time of our lives. Time of our lives. Center of attention. Center, dude, I mean, we were in the stage. Literally, literally the only center, two people in the stage. Literally. Let's just say the night got a little out of control. During that whole time, guys, my mom is calling me like every two seconds because I have not been answering. Because it was, it was already two in the morning and we had a flight to catch. And I was still at home and I still had not packed. <laughs> I finally got my phone. My cousin got my phone and was able to get in contact with my mom. And my mom was like, get her home now i get to my apartment my mom greets me at the door and it was like she was like why were you not answering the phone we like had to go within like the next hour because we had to get to the airport to like do all our check-ins and all that stuff <laughs> and i was drunk guys i was incoherent i could not even hold myself up my mom just grabs me takes me to the bathroom she's like i started taking off your clothes and the first thing that happens is a dollar bill falls out and then another one falls out and then, like, uh, you're down to your panties, and then all these dollar bills come out. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> she throws me in the shower with all my dollar bills on the floor. I'm just like, honestly, guys, I couldn't, I didn't think I even showered. I, just, I was just leaning there for the water to just take me. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my God, we have to go. So my cousin calls a taxi for us. I'm still incoherent, guys. I'm still blacked out drunk, cannot remember anything. And my mom is over here. We're like, you need to, you need to get us to the airport. Because my, my parents don't know how to travel, guys. This was like one of the trips where they, I think it's like their second trip ever traveling. I just remember my mom threw me in the like front seat of the taxi. My mom said she had to have like her hand in between me and the taxi driver. Because I was literally leaning towards the taxi driver. <laughs> I fell asleep on her shoulder the whole way to the airport. It gets worse. We get to the San Antonio airport. You have to go through security check, guys. They tell me to go through the machine. And my mom says, I picked up my arms and I was just swaying. And I would not stay still. And they tell you, you cannot move. So they had to get me out of the machine. They had to pat me because I could not stop moving because I was so drunk. I was swaying. <laughs> How did they let you travel? My mom still doesn't know. She's like, that's it. We're not going. There's no way. She's like, they're going to fucking arrest her. My mom says, they let me through security. She just pulls me through the airport. My poor mother, never in an airport that big. And she figured it out. She figured out what gate. She figured out what plane. She got us in that plane. She says, I get to the Dallas airport and I just chuck everything out in one of the trash cans. And I just remember that. I just remember my mom holding me with one arm, my dad with his suitcase, my mom with like 20 suitcases holding yeah. me. She was just like, why would you do this? Look how you are. You're a mess. Like, what did they do to you? <laughs> I was like, I did it to myself. <laughs> but I just remember getting to Nashville. And it's like, it's like coming back inside your body. It's like coming back to yourself because yes. I was so out of it. Yes, yes. And... I was just like, where am I? Like, I could not believe I was in Nashville. Oh, my proudest moment. I know. No, it's okay, Melanie. But can I just say all those dollar bills paid for a taxi in Nashville? Ooh, okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. Well, you know, these are stories from the past. We're different people now. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we do it, but we do 
sit at home yeah, now, no. like classy people. Yeah, it's like wine and yes, you know, we get twerking like, on the walls. Yeah, like uh, Ubers, you know, just responsibly. It's all responsibly, you guys. Yeah. Yes. No yes. more DJ dancing. No, nothing. No. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, we get on that stage together, it'll collapse. Yeah, we're thirty anyways, now. Uh, anyways, guys, that was our stories. I mean, crazy stories. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pour It Out Pod. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.